Hey everyone, welcome to the PFF Betting Podcast. New setting, we have been in the studio. Eric Eager is here as well. We are breaking down everything NFL, final week of the regular season, week 18. Gonna break all that down for you as well as go through Alabama, Georgia, touch a little on that. So let's get into it. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to uh, welcome to Cincinnati. Welcome, First yeah. of all, how was your? Have you tried? Have you, did you take him to Skyline? No. Has he done any Cincinnati things while being here? Well, he had City Bird just. I've had City Bird like City three Bird's times. Good. I'm, I'm okay. a big uh, chicken sandwich guy. We so. went to the Chiefs Bengals. <laughs> we went to Chiefs Bengals. Saw Paul the, Brown Stadium. Yeah, a lot Privilege. of a lot of really excited Cincinnati Bengals fans. They were uh, super nice to us, even though you know. Dave and Eric were trying to be as obnoxious as possible, at least in the first half, but uh, things worked out for Cincinnati, not so much for the Kansas City fans that we sat next an to. Awesome, what an awesome game to go to. Were it you was okay? fun. You, you yeah, know, Seoul's had a rough weekend because Michigan <laughs> lost and the Chiefs lost. Michigan so. got hammered. Yeah, and that, well, I, we, Ben and I went to the sports book uh, in nearby uh, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, and I got to say, like, we left, what, first quarter of that Michigan? Basically. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, Michigan was overmatched pretty substantially in that game, so uh, it was time to move on. All right. Well, congratulations on not eating Skyline. Yes. I haven't tried it either. You're going to have to try He's it. He's going to try it for the first time. I know apparently. on Monday. I have to tune yeah. into the college football live show. Yeah. So every that'll... every uh, usually every Friday at eleven, uh, but this week it's going to be Monday to it preview is. the uh, aforementioned college football championship game. It is. Game. Well, I had some questions sent to me before we even started recording this, and that is that week eighteen has to be tricky betting wise, right? Yeah. So I have the first one I want to start with, and I'll start with you, Eric. Is what you're kind of looking for in week eighteen, and what you what what you want to kind of maybe stray away from or some advice you want to give people when trying to bet this week? Uh, yeah, I think – well, so one of the things that we've done with PFF Greenline, for example, is we do regress our numbers to the market numbers fairly substantially um, in this week only, right? Because there's going to be players that are in, there's going to be players that are, that are out, and your sort of baseline metrics, right, the stuff we ensemble to create a, our, our betting number it is probably not going to be completely reflective of what's actually happening, right? So, for example – in Cincinnati versus Cleveland, like Joe Burrow's out, 
So this number has gone from Cleveland minus three to Cleveland minus five and a half. Like your, you know, your baseline number for this game is going to be nowhere near five and a half. And even if you account for all the players that are in or out, uh, there's still going to be some noise there. So you do have to regress, I think, to the market number. Um, you know, so that's that's basically the biggest one. The other one is to not overreact to too many reports. Like last year, we, you know, they they told us that you know that there was you know Matt Barkley was going to play for the Bills, and like that was going to lead to Miami, you know, having a better chance than normal. That number moved from Buffalo being favorites to Miami being favorites. Miami plays Josh Allen, Josh Allen, uh, and the Bills crush Miami, and you're sit there. Uh, stuck with some bad tickets so you know if you're going to make a bet don't make any loose bets this week it's kind of the sort of the idea and then the last thing is you look at the totals all the totals for this game these games other than maybe like one or two are beneath 45 that is classic sort of like Wong teaser area right so look for a number look for games you can tease through seven and through three um, and, and much like the last week of the preseason uh, you might profit just based upon games being low scoring alone Ben? I mean, yeah, I think all of that is, I definitely agree with that. I do think there is this mentality or idea relatively recently in the betting market to chase player props related to incentives and those sorts of things. I do think it had almost a little bit of an outlier performance last season in 2020. So uh, it's a spot that I'm, I, I think in certain cases it could probably work out, but I don't think it's going to be as a much of a slam dunk as it was in 2020. So it's definitely not something that I'm like overly enticed to bet here. Uh, you know, if some guys like chasing a contract incentive or maybe even like a record incentive, I don't mm -hmm. think that's necessarily the best justification to place a player prop bet. So that's kind of maybe a more cautionary tale. Like mm -hmm. Eric said, I don't think you need to risk too much uh, in week 17 or week 18, I guess. Uh, definitely know what you're trying to get yourself into for sure. So. Perfect. Well, we can break it down. I know in the NFC, six of the seven playoff teams have been determined, right? And But one divisional race and a wild card spot are still up in the air. The third and final wild card spot, wild card spot comes down to the 49ers and the Saints. Is there anything... Maybe not if it's not this game, what are you guys kind of looking at uh, playoff wise with implications? Uh, anything you see really early on that you like? Yeah, I mean, and there's a ton of win totals that are in the mm -hmm. balance for this week, right? right? Yeah. So if you bet, uh, for example, New Orleans, uh, they had, I believe, an eight and a half win total in some markets, some places nine. Falcons were seven and a half, right? So if you are a Saints win total better, you obviously want the Saints to win. If you're a Falcons win total better or an under better on the Saints, <laughs> you want the Falcons to win. So that's a big one to look at. But it also has playoff implications as well with, yep. with Taysom Hill trying to take a team to the playoffs. Uh, same thing for this Rams 49ers game. When both teams have something to play for, it, mm -hmm. it's a good place to bet. We like San Francisco plus four and a half in that game. Um, but the Niners are playing for their playoff lives. The Rams are playing for the two seed. And right. I think a lot of people are, you know, sort of, you know, uh, the two seed doesn't mean as much. But the opportunity to have the second round playoff game actually be at home, no questions asked, I think is an added value. And I think the Rams will play for it there. So those are two games. Uh, in addition to Kendall, your Seattle Seahawks. I know getting six and a half in Arizona. Uh, I do think Seattle tries to go out with a bang, much oh, like they did last week. A thousand percent. And uh, them getting six and a half might be a little bit too much, uh, a la the, the Cardinals getting six and a half last week in uh, Dallas against the uh, Cowboys. Rashad Penny. Season? Rashad Penny season. Rashad, season. Rashad Penny season. I think they can do it. Ben, yeah. what are you looking I, at? I definitely agree with the Seattle Seahawks take. I do think okay. there is, you know, going back to maybe this whole discussion about Week 18 a little bit, but there is some coaches that you can probably guarantee are going to play hard, are going to try mm -hmm. and play hard. And like last year we saw with the Philadelphia Eagles, they tanked uh, kind of this overall, uh, you know, sort of mentality from above that I do think kind of fits their culture right now or their franchise. Uh, but on the flip side of that, I think teams like Minnesota, teams like Seattle, they are going to probably try and play hard here. It sounds like, you know, mm -hmm. Mike Zimmer, 
uh, is not going to be playing Kellen Mund, those sorts of things. I definitely think you can buy into that as well. So uh, I do, I do kind of like Seattle, and that's like yes. the one game as well. Uh, pretty high total, especially on the main slate, 48 points. So uh, maybe that's a spot where you can potentially target from a DFS perspective. Um, but but I already have enough, uh, I think, pending on the Saints Falcons game in okay. particular for the NFC that I don't really need too much else uh, getting involved with that spreader. So all right, well, what about the AFC? That that situation is a little bit messier, right? In the AFC because the number one seed is still undetermined and several teams are kind of holding on to that long shot playoff hopes. So I think those the games on Sunday are the Chargers and Raiders, right? Those have mm-hmm. huge implications. And then the Colts really are in a good position. They just need to beat the Jags. But what are you looking at? Yeah, exactly. And they, they I think they played the Saturday part well, right? Because mm-hmm. the Chiefs are going to Denver. Denver's a mountain time team, so that game would have been at four. Got it. Tennessee versus uh, Houston is a one o'clock game. They didn't really want to push that to four o'clock, but they also didn't want the Chiefs to play to not play. Like let's say, like let's say Tennessee does beat Houston. Chiefs have don't have the one seed to play for. That diminishes some of the viewing power of that game. So they put the the Chiefs Denver Broncos game on Saturday, knowing the Chiefs have to win for the two seed guaranteed or a possibility at the one seed, mm-hmm. then they're looking ahead to the one o'clock game between the Titans uh, and the Texans. The Texans have already beaten Tennessee. They beat them in Tennessee. They get this game at home. They won a home game just two weeks ago against the possibly playoff round uh, uh, bound Chargers. So that game actually has some, you know, you know, uh, I would say uncertainty to it. Uh, the Colts versus the Jags. This game is, again, like one of those where, you know, 15-point favorites for the Colts. I think we'd even like the Colts in this one. The Jags right. are yeah. a lot worse than the Houston Texans, weirdly. Um, but the crazy thing is that the Jaguars were to be able to beat the Colts, and they have not lost at home to the Colts since 2014. Okay. If they were to beat them, which we give about, you know, uh, you know, a less than 10% chance, and the, and the Steelers as five-and-a-half-point underdogs beat the Ravens, we give that about a 3% chance to happen collectively. Then the, the Chargers-Raiders game on Sunday Night Football, if it ends in a tie, both those teams make the playoffs. And if one of the teams loses, one of them doesn't make it. So there's an incentive for that wow. game to tie, um, which will be crazy. And I know Chris talked about that on his podcast yesterday with me and Mike. Like that's like the the doomsday scenario for the NFL, the 3%, the, the, the yeah. black swan event uh, of Colts losing the Jags, uh, you know, Big Ben winning on the road this year, which they have not done very well against the Ravens. Then Chargers Raiders might be a game full of like kneel downs. Wow, uh, which will be crazy. That would be crazy. Yep, yeah. I would say in any event, bet the under in that game, forty nine and a half, because okay. you like there there is in hockey. Uh, Michael Lopez, the director of data and analytics for the NFL, did this study on hockey, and as the season progressed, teams got less and less aggressive in the third period because you get a point for tying you know, for going to overtime. And so there is like some precedent for teams to know like, oh, if we just tie this game, we're going to get to the playoffs. They've seen that in hockey. So it's not, I think all of us morally would be like, oh, play the game, play the game out, blah, blah, blah. But like, who knows? If if that is a a possibility, I think that the NBC crew uh, is going to be a little nervous. We are rooting uh, for chaos. Rooting for chaos. Right, Ben? We always do. Yeah, definitely. I I actually do like Indianapolis Colts minus 15 and a half um, quite a bit. I do think that is one of the best early week betting opportunities that we have available to us. I do think they're going to be able to handle business against Jacksonville pretty well. Um, And I think that is, you know, 
obviously going to be a thorn in that side that Eric talked about as far as that 3% likelihood playing out. Uh, but I think the Colts cover. I think they win, obviously, outright uh, in enough scenarios in order for it to actually be a worthwhile bet as well. So, Are there any teams that you guys are really looking at? I know player props aren't out, out yet, but any teams right now, knowing either their COVID situation, knowing that they're sitting these players, knowing that they have a game on the line, is there any games that you're watching specifically for player props maybe? Well, yeah, I think you have to look at a game where teams are going to try, right? right. So the mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings, we talked about this last year, right? Against Detroit in week eight, week 17 it was last year. Them, they didn't have anything to play for. They have nothing to play for in this game. But, like, they went out there and scored, like, 37 right, points in that right, game. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Justin Jefferson's going to try to run up the score. I, I think Kirk Cousins is going to try to run up the score. I think okay. uh, if Dalvin Cook plays, you know, that's maybe a little bit more dicey because I don't know. Like, he hasn't had a great statistical season, so maybe he goes out there and tries to rush for 100 yards or something like that. Same thing with the Bears. Justin Fields was just announced the starter in that game. So, like, maybe he and Allen Robinson, you know, guys like that, if Allen Robinson plays, he's been mm-hmm. banged up. He's fine. So, like, again, games like that where it's, like, two teams that – and I know Ben's going to be annoyed by this, but, like, two teams that are sort of annoyingly trying, right? Okay. Like, two teams that are kind of, no offense, dumb and and don't want to play for a better draft pick are going to try really hard in a game like that. I, I think – um, similarly, like if you look at Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, both teams have to, you know, both teams are technically alive. Mm-hmm. For the Ravens, it, it comes down to the Colts losing, them winning. Uh, I even think the Dolphins losing to New England, and I believe the Las Vegas Raiders winning over the Chargers. So, really small chance of happening, but th- those two teams have to play it out, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, player props in that game uh, are going to be live. A game like Carolina, Tampa Bay, I don't know. I think Tampa mm-hmm. Bay is going to try to get out of that game with the dub. Uh, but like I don't know if they're going to run the football or you know stuff like that. You know, New York Giants versus Washington football team. The New York Giants, if you kind of take a step back and look, since they announced that Daniel Jones and Joe Judge were coming back, mm-hmm. they have basically tanked. They right. have like yeah, not right. tried to win, so they're going to try to win here. Washington football team, same sort of thing. That game, I'd stay clear away from. Um, but there's other games where you can make a reasonable case that they're going to try hard. Okay. Ben, any that you're looking at? I mean, I agree 100%. I do think there is a handful of games that you can easily eliminate from a betting perspective, both from, you know, game spreads and totals, also player props. It's just not worth getting involved in. I do think I would even fit in, like, the Packers-Lions game into that matchup. I know, you know, Eric didn't talk about that. Eric did have a really good parlay idea last week that we have live uh, with Detroit Lions hopefully covering that 10.5 point spread. That's obviously moved quite a bit in our direction. But other than that, I mean, I think the games that we know – Teams are actually going to play hard. Uh, I think those are the ones you definitely have to target from you know uh, player props perspective more so than any of the other other kind of you know ugly ugly matchups. So you guys want a curveball question? Sure. Maybe. sure. Fun, sure. A fun one. Who's 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 going to get fired on uh, on Monday? Oh, uh, I think. Or who there's, do you think this has nothing? I mean, not betting wise or anything, of, but but who do you either. guys like? Do you guys have any strong opinions or feelings about that? It's always I, a different kind of day. I think I think there's a I the the ones that I think are a lock are you know Chicago Minnesota okay. right? Zimmer and and, and Nagy. Um, I think there's an outside chance that Vic Fangio doesn't make it out because yeah. you know they they sort of set the season up to have your great defense mm-hmm. and an okay quarterback get you to nine wins and they're at seven right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that one's tricky. Year three of Fangio, um, <laughs> man. Uh, I think Matt rules. A I think possibility. Matt rules definitely on the hot seat. Yeah, okay. more so than people are talking about. I do. I do agree with all those three. I do. I think, and I've said this quite a bit on this podcast, especially, but I do think Pete Carroll is probably mm. going to be gone, or else uh, Russell Wilson is going to be gone from Seattle next season. It's kind of my thinking. Can't so. believe the Seahawks would pick Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson, right, but right. there's a distinct possibility of it happening. Right. That would be sickening. Stop. 
Don't tell me that. (laughs) Stop it. All right. Well, I do want to get into very lastly, I want to get into your Super Bowl picks as well, because I know we've been going back and forth on that. It was um, a big thing that we did on social media for PFF this week. So I kind of want to know either your matchups or who you think heading into this week has a good shot at it. And Ben, I'll start with you. Yeah, definitely. So I, uh, my Super Bowl team right now, front of the market, of course, but I do think the Green Bay Packers make a lot of sense here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, have the number one overall seed in the NFC. I do think that that NFC conference much tougher conference to get through, so the one seed probably matters just a little bit more than what it does in the AFC, especially with the Tennessee Titans sitting on top of that. So I like the Packers only having to win three games. I do buy into this whole you know last dance sort of thing for the Green Bay Packers, of course. does seem like Aaron Rodgers may be back in 2022, so maybe the pressure isn't there uh, quite as much as it was to start the season. Uh, but our simulation has them at 21%, uh, two in the Super Bowl. They're priced right around 20.8%, so just a little bit uh, above break-even percentage if you want to bet it right now. Uh, I think, you know, getting David Bakhtiari back, getting Jair Alexander back, two guys that rated really highly uh, from PFF war perspective, uh, is going to be a significant boost to that team. And I do think that they have enough pieces, especially offensively, to win the Super Bowl. So I mm-hmm. like them quite a bit. Probably facing off against Eric's Kansas City Chiefs, but oh, we'll see how that plays out. So so you just riding the Chiefs now? Are you good? He's always riding the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I would Super ride. I, I don't think the Chiefs are actually a value on the betting market, um, but I think... You know, the one team that I will continue to bet into, and I think that this is me fading the noise here, 9-1, to one, I think Tampa Bay is still a value at 9-1. to one. They were 9-1 to one last year mm-hmm. going in, and this year they have, you know, they, they're, they're going to have at least one home game, possibly two. Yep. Still have Brady, and look, I, I know that their receivers aren't quite as good as before, but... Uh, I, I think that they have a – I think they have a better than market chance of winning the Super Bowl again. Well, there we go. And then bat Tom Brady, MVP? Uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is my Tom Brady is my MVP, and okay. I, I did submit that right. to uh, to uh, somebody asked today what my like awards were, and I did mm-hmm. submit Brady as MVP. I think Rodgers is obviously going to win it, um, but that yeah, that's an perfect. Issue. Ben. I mean, I think Rodgers is going to be a regular season MVP. That's obvious. I do think we're going to see Zach Taylor here win coach of the year, and I do think that's probably the uh, most exciting awards market happening right now. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much again. Ben, I just need to come. We can go get Skyline right before Let's you leave. Let's do it. I mean, honestly, gonna Eric's going to have to eat ready? it on Monday. I kind of want to see, you know, <laughs> I want to see it in person before Eric, I actually Eric make it. Eric came out and it, said right? he doesn't like melted cheese. And he I doesn't feel like, like any we, cheese. Yeah, right, right. Well, he said specifically <laughs> melted, and that just blew my mind. Like grilled cheese? No. I don't eat grilled cheese now. I think that's crazy. I think yeah. we really glossed over that way, way quicker than we should have. So we were at the stadium, and Eric wanted to get a burger, but they wouldn't make the burger without cheese, so then he ended up not getting it. Are you serious? I did, yeah. They, I, I actually gave the guy a little bit of shit. I was like, he was not happy. I'm, I, so you have three burgers. All of them have cheese, and you're not going to amend. Right. I'm, like, I'm like, you're just like... This Probably because everyone likes melted cheese or they tolerate it. Yeah, tolerate it, I think, is the big one. Okay. All right. All right. Well, there, we'll go get Skyline then. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening. PFF.com slash betting. That's where you can find all this great information, all of these two articles on PFF.com slash betting. Thanks for listening.